take my clothes off. <laughs> All right. Good bit of chit chat to open things up. Welcome back to the real wrap up show. I'm Menas, the infamous Menas. I'm joined by my sort of co-host, Red. Red, how are you? I don't sort of co-host. Come on, I'm your co-host. Come on, let's make this official. What are we doing? Let's 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 get down here. Let's stop the foreplay. Let's get. Let's All right. Get well, let, let's do. Well, uh, I want to start the show off with a little bit of what they call in New Hampshire cast, which is TCB or taking care of business. Yes. So I, I've called in um, John from Scranton because he's the first bit of business. Hey, John. Hey. As fucking responsive as Jesus. ever. Um, so I'll get this out of the way quickly. <laughs> I, wanted so to, I wanted to exercise talking less and listening more. And this is what I get. I try. You asked me how I was when I came in here. I let Red talk first. And then you didn't even ask me how I was. So you know what? Fuck all you guys. I'm going to start talking all over all of you. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you. So, taking care of business. All righty. So obviously the week started on the Kirk Minahan show with this awful guy what what, what tibbets um sending those messages those videos and then I, I turn on meeting of the minds yesterday and i only watched about 15 minutes and i just hear john saying everything that i hate about him he's reticent to criticize the 15 he's sucking off sneakers he he just you just cannot uh, get past this whole wanting to be liked by everybody wanting to be liked by those losers and then you're complaining about the show doxing these fucking losers so so john look it's not personal but i have to sack you as men as live producer you're fucking gone perfect <laughs> what's Menner's life uh, I, I my rebuttal is uh learn how to watch more than 15 minutes of a show if you're going to make a decision that big uh my take was make exactly the show the better opposite. and i would uh Okay. <laughs> so two hours take of was bullshit. A... Summarize Menors, it into about Menors, half You're an the hour. one that said that. Watch it. I also have. Uh, I also talked to a certain person. For, uh, I'll say he's from the main show, uh, and he said he was watching it too. And he said he pretty much like had no problem with what was said. Um, well, so, of course, Cullinane's going to say that. Cullinane's a fucking. Yeah, Cullen, fucking that's exactly what I mean. So, so nice like, to everybody. So, but what? Uh, look, I don't want to make it. Like me trying to tell you how to behave. So all I'm saying well, no, is I can't like you have you work on men as you, you don't have any of I my can't... takes right. I disagreed with everything that this was about. Like I think Seekers was completely wrong. I think it was a hundred. Yeah, but even in your wrong. chat, you're like you're still like playing, playing slap and tickle about the fifteen. You, you haven't crossed that line well, to 14, realize that fourteen. It's the whatever. 14. They're fucking. Yeah, I want to be in the fifteen. Yeah. They're fucking assholes. You don't like the fourteen you because you're not in it. Red's in the fourteen. Like, what are we doing here? Okay, like, wait, I, so okay, let's let's pace ourselves. Let's, yeah, I, let's I don't know down, what you're, manners, what you're okay? doing. I I definitely I also, sacked. I, I I understand the criticism. John, you have a tendency to play at both sides. Is that probably yeah, that's fair? my job? I'm a right. host. You go both sides. Um, I think it's pretty fair to criticize these guys. And at this point, I think having been on that side of things, and anything goes at this point when it comes to yo, the I'm actually doxing. I'm a, I'm gonna dip out real quick. I actually talked to Kirk about all this. I hit shout out to. Uh, Shout out to the hippies that you guys just try to drop on me. No, I'm kidding. I'm not leaving. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> see, this, this is talking this is over the... people. Jesus Power move, Christ. bitch. Holy shit. So this <laughs> is how this you are shitting your pants. You thought I was no. gonna leave. I, I'm actually Christ. kicking you out soon. You're not staying for the whole Holy show. Shit. I don't care, no, manners, fucking... dude. Like what? You don't submarine me from John. a show that I went and bought a computer for for you. We well, haven't even luck. done it. Bad luck, manners. You're trying to yell at me. I can't even hear you down there. 
What are you let doing, us, dude? Let us Is this a hit piece? You came in here and tried to fucking sack me by surprise? Manners, you're sacked. You're well, sacked. You can't sack Manners live. Yes, I did. Manners I just live. did. I just sacked you. You're sacked. Anyway. You're sacked. Look, John, you sacked. you're sacked. Thank you for joining me. Um, wow, as I right said, now. you need to look in the you. mirror and think about why you need someone like Sneakers. What's his name again? Something we, Downey. Are we going to actually... Uh, and Fez. Why you need David Fester to like you? <laughs> I mean, you are just a you fucking... You were so wrong you, on my take. You, you didn't watch the show. I did. I, I'm going to say oh, they it went because I know far. Kirk will You said they to went this. too Kirk. far, but then you held off. You were sort of... as. Red said but, you but Menors, I was Menors, I was in the thread. Menors, I was in the thread. I am just as guilty for. as these guys are. So exactly I'm not going to sit here and accuse them. No, no, and no, no. But that's not no, John. But you, you didn't let me. Yeah. my point. Okay. Ego, red, not, sorry, you're, you're you're not, red. Sorry, me and Menors were just yelling at each other and threatening this is, to. So leave. This is what I'm saying. So, <laughs> as much as we know, is that sneakers had set this up, right? It wasn't a cameo. It was. It was in the DMs, in the Instagram DMs, feeding him false information. And maybe Fez did too. I think that he probably did because I believe that they were both tag-teaming the DMs to make this happen. But either way, I know for sure. What I know is that Sneakers and Fez and Manny were aware of what was going on. Steve Province was aware Those of what was going so on. three are so vile. They were laughing. They were laughing so about vile. it. They knew what was going on. And any time that you know something is going on and you allow it to happen, you are still guilty in this. Then now, I'm guilty. But no, no. But hold on. They went to Billy Big Time, Billy Tibbetts, and they did Billy this. Billy Big Time. They did this, and nobody in the know, if you know of anything of hockey, I've talked to guys that went to prep school with him. I've talked to guys that have uh, played college hockey against him. Everybody knows this guy is crazy. He's certifiable. He is somebody that will come to your house. He would do this. He would do the things that he's saying. Everybody knows that. So when you hire him, not hire him, but when you give him this information. <laughs> you just said it. You just when said you hire. give him this information, you know that he's going to go off and do something bad. It's going to happen. And that's exactly what you want. So, this is reap the whirlwind. This is what happens. Okay. So, they are guilty of that, of knowing that, John. You have to admit that. Okay. I'm happy neither of you could uh, literally watch. I'm, I'm trying to answer this, but you're saying you watch my show and my John, takes get are beyond something the 10 minutes. Not. I watched beyond 10 minutes. I watched you. Yeah, but then you, but you're wrong about my take. I said they're wrong. I said the whole thing is wrong. What? But I'm not going to sit here you and say. Playing slap and tickle. I didn't condemn them. I condemned them to Kirk. I condemned them when when Kirk texted me or messaged me this morning. Okay, because Kirk, who said, "I watched a little of your show. Let's have a conversation about it." Since you guys don't know this, I said the whole thing is wrong. Like I will not blame Kirk for his dad rage. If you're a good father and someone does that, you're fucking. What would you kid? fucking blame Kirk for? Anything? He should dox every are one you, of those motherfuckers. Are you listening to me right now? Every one are of you those not listening to me right now? I don't I care that you, they got doxed. You dox. just said I don't care that Kirk. they got doxed. What the dox. fuck is Kirk done wrong? He's come back from mental health Red, leave, Red, and your Red, friends Red, was are I trying just to put him back Kirk? to McLean's, and you sit there on meeting of the minds laughing about it. This little shithead. I was not blaming Kirk. He's got the high ground. I know he does. He he just attacks me on this, but he he's like I know that he is completely wrong. So I I'm trying to explain to him, but he's so fucking stupid. Okay, so I'm not blaming Kirk. I think Kirk is a hundred percent right for what he did. I love that he went on Doxapalooza 3.0. I don't give a shit 
that they think that they're getting fallout from it because I went through fallout three times like that. And I'm not going to make this about myself because Red knows I will because I have babies and I will sit here and make the whole fucking thing about it. And we'll sit here and have the John from Scranton show live. But like, like I, I am 100% on your boat. Sneaks fucked up, dude. I told Kirk because he messaged me that like you think this is wrong. Like you understand you're egging on a criminal here. And I said 100% agree. There is no like, but this is what happens when we think it's okay to have like sneaks in these guys and in these threads, like thinking it's cool to be fucking with people. And this is what happens. You dip your toe in the pool, you might fall in. Like, this is what happens. So, Menners, when you don't watch the rest of my show, listen, and then, you know, you'll figure out the truth. All right, I'm out. Oh, good. I was going to kick him out anyway. So, okay, uh, he, he did it for me. Uh, Red, look. It's not personal against John, but I can't have a producer to men as live. And you know it. He tried to play both sides of the argument on meeting in the minds yesterday. He did. He's, he's a very nice guy. And there is a little bit of the weasel words. And you're feeling that pressure when you got guys around you. And there's a lot of that whataboutism that they're trying to play. And having been somebody who's been in a situation where you're being uh you know attacked by minifans fans or doxxed or whatever for things that are things can get twisted get turned around and uh i think that having dave cullinane in that position really helps because steve robinson was known for twisting and lying and making it difficult and feeding information to others that just wasn't accurate so having dave in that situation i think really helped for the show um and i think that they're claiming that the show is kind of twisting words or embellishing a little bit. I don't get that impression. Having been in the 14 and seeing what was going on, um, they knew that this was going to turn bad in some way. When you give him that, like I said, when you give him that information and sneakers is known in the hockey world, or at least pretends to be. So he knows of, of Billy Tibbetts and what his acts are and what he's done just in the hockey world. Hockey guys don't even fuck with the guy. Mm. So when you when you do this and you try to get him going and get him going against Kirk and they had to have given him information on Kirk's family because he started talking about daughter and and son and everything else like this is going to turn bad. So I don't know what the surprise is. And like I said, you reap the whirlwind. This is what happens. And it, it is what it is. This is how it goes. It's amazing. I mean, anyone, anyone who's doxing Minifans, I can tell you 80% of male Minifans are called Andrew. So that's your starting point, and then you can move on from there. Um, so <laughs> it's true, though. It's, it's true. true. Yeah, it's there true. are so yeah. many. There yeah. are so many. So, so many assholes named so Andrew. Many, so many boring white guys called Andrew <laughs> Minifans. Um, uh, so that's my thing with John. I don't uh, – I'm angry at him, but I'm used to it. Like this, this is no surprise to me for two years. He's been playing both sides of the fence, but I, I can't have him produce men as live when it's so hard for him to go on his own show and condemn his mates for, as you say, sicking this fucking psycho on Kirk. And, and it's just, and they all think it's fun and games. So that's the first bit of taking care of business. John from Scranton is fired. So that means, so I've played the fuck. I played this. I played Tim Ridgels like a fucking fool today. <laughs> he put out a tweet that he was going to do a rival Christmas show to the Men Is Live Christmas Spectacular. I knew the whole time that I'd cancelled the spectacular because I'd sacked my producer. So Tim now has to produce a fucking Christmas spectacular for us all to watch. <laughs> Otherwise, he's going to let down 
all these Minna fans he's been, um, you know, tweeting to for the last afternoon or the last day. So uh, there's no Menna's Live Christmas special. Really looking forward to seeing what Tim could do because he was really confident and brash in those tweets. So I'm looking forward to watching it in the next week or two. That's an uh, that's an Australian check check checkers move or chess move, excuse me. You put him in checkmate right there, Manners. Well done. I don't know. I don't know how Tim is going to respond with this. Now he's actually going to have to go through with it. I wanted to be wooed. I want to be recruited for one or the other. And here you are, just stepping away, just like that. That's unbelievable. Well, I'm recruiting a new producer for Manners Live. Um, obviously, Justin Danny's in. doing definitely not. Uh, Danny's doing a great job, actually. No, uh, Danny's doing a great job as um. Uh, comments guy so i just need a new producer so that's the first bit of taking care of business or the first i, I, like, that, I like that we're getting the important stuff out of the way i do like this this is good yeah taking care of business nh cast right. ethan and chris if you're listening TCB. love you guys then the next bit is um, i alluded to at the top of the show the creative director of this show warden of the north reached out to me and he suggested that oh, no. you know we make our weekly chats a regular thing so basically you know you come on to the reaction show as a, a regular co-host we chat once a week about the show much what we're doing like right now i'm i'm all in i know warden is not a fan of mine but i am all in i, I the fact that i get to talk to you about kms it's it's the greatest thing in the world because who could who could I talk to in my life about KMS? Mm. So I'm all in on this. I love doing this show with you. So I am happy to do this weekly. Anytime I can get seeing your beautiful face, I'm, I'm all in. So let's do this. Great. So let's that's go. that's great. Warden will be happy. I'm happy. I think, you know, once a week we get together and chat. I might jump on and do the odd other little reaction if there's a big episode. Um, but yeah, I, I think, and going on from, you know, Kirk's lovely comments about you today and the rundown, he even said it in the latest episode, how much he misses you and Ziggy He's off VD finally, which is good. And, uh, Although, yeah, I think Kirk would be happy if you were recording weekly. Here's the deal though, is I, I do think Kirk needs to apologize for doing Sheldon dirty by, uh, not mentioning Sheldon for the rundown. I feel like the Ziggy red and Sheldon episodes I feel like we're very good parts of the rundown and you can't sleep on Sheldon like that. You can't do that to him. So um, I would like an apology from Kirk or at least from Dave for at least, you know, not mentioning Sheldon for the rundown too. Cause I think he did a great job. I know you would agree. You're a big Sheldon fan. I know this. I am now. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I do love it. Anytime that Kirk is honestly, though, name. he's very forgettable. When I think rundown, Aww. I think you Ziggy VD and maybe me and Mayo, like for some reason it's, um, I don't know. Sheldon just not doesn't make that impression that the other host did. No, 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 no. Come on. He's got great rage. Um, he does a great rant. Um, and he's a working class guy. He's a blue collar guy. He he's always there in his work shirt. He gives everything a hundred percent. Um, he's he's a great human being. So I think he did a tremendous job. I love those episodes. Uh, I would love to do them again with Ziggy, but it is what it is. Ziggy's not available. So I get you. And, you know, matter of fact, you're taller than Ziggy. So I think this is a win-win for me. And I less hair than Ziggy. So, yeah, you're taller. You're a little bit more handsome than Ziggy. So I think this, I think we're winning here. So way this is more, good. I do like handsome. getting the shout out. This is great. I just don't know what it's going to mean for uh, the KMS YouTube. I have no idea, but we're going to keep doing the show. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. We're yeah, absolutely. I don't think there is a KMS YouTube anymore. I don't think the network He's alive. I, I tried to reach out to Dave about the Men's Live Christmas special. He annoyed me, uh, ignored me. So he's very uh, excited about Tim's version, though. I, I do love that. 
Yeah, so look, they're going to do a great show. Just an update since John left this recording, he's messaged me about five times. I know, my uh, begging for right forgiveness, now. sending me copies of DMs with Kirk. Um, there's, there's a lot going on, so this could go on for a while, but yes, uh, John's officially sacked as Men as Live producer. Um, and last bit of taking care of business, boy, there's a lot of TCB T to get, TCB. get this um wrap up show going. KMS mm -hmm. wrap up, what can we call this? Um, anyway, um come up with a catchy name uh but uh, tcb so after our last show visionless dave was begging to come on and clear his name and then when i said oh let's record he was like there's an nfl game on so he couldn't record so um he, he's he's not going to come on again um but yeah he he felt that we slandered him but i think everything we said is true he doesn't like the show kirk said it today kirk you know intimated that vd's become one of these hey so he was probably in the the threads with sneakers and Manny and that egging them on. Well, I, I, it, he definitely tweeted about that too, that he's, he's uh KMS is down. It's, it's not doing well. He's not a big fan of the show. It seems like at least from his Twitter that I can read. Um, and, and some guys, you know, they just lose their love for the show. And sometimes it's, if they're not getting talked about on KMS, sometimes they lose their love for the show. That happens. I'm not saying that VD, this happened in his case, but sometimes that happens. Um, you know, it is what it is. You could talk about me or not talk about me. I'm still going to listen to KMS and love it. So, um, you know, it's not for everybody. But um, I don't think the show has ever been better. I think, uh, you know, it's an hour and a half and it's a crisp hour and a half. And I think Dave Cullinane is a big part of that. I think him and Kirk have tremendous chemistry and the show's never been better. So I'm happy to do a wrap-up show about it anytime, anywhere. So Right. So, so VD's not welcome back on the show anymore. Uh, I think that the time's passed. He's a great guy. I, I think he'll do really well trying to be NFL journalist or or punter or a tipster, whatever you called in the states. Um, I think he's a sharp. I think he's a sharp when it comes to gambling. Sharp. I think is what he is. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And the last uh, bit of taking care of business, I forgot one. Um, I got a message from old DEC, Matt J on the weekend. And honestly, I hate him even more than I did before <laughs> I got this message because this passive-aggressive fucking cunt sent me this message trying to, like, smooth the waters over but try then sort of having a veiled shot at me in it. And, and I just think, you know, DEC, Matt J, whatever your name is, like, fuck off, like, you said, like, oh, now that I'm not in the world, I don't need these silly beefs. I mean, do you think I've given one second thought to you since you were fucking aborted last year? I mean, really? And then to have that passive-aggressive sort of go at me, I mean, you're just a fucking despicable pedophile. Fuck off. I I, I really miss those shows that you guys had together. I think there was a good back and forth there. Um, it's too bad that he went the way that he did. Um you know, DC loved it when Kirk was coming after other guys and hated it when Kirk was coming after him and got very upset. And then he was gone and that was it. Um, it's too bad. I think, uh, you know, the fame of meta fandom got to his head and things took a turn for the worse. And, you know, I hope he takes care. Hope all is well. And, and I'm sure his podcast is doing pretty well. I think probably, you know, he's probably got some ad reads that he's doing that are usually about five minutes long. So good for him. Um, take care. He, he won't be missed, but it is what it is. He's such a dickhead. He listened to like two minutes of my cricket podcast and said in that message, you're not the same on the cricket podcast as you are, are, you, as you are on Minifan shows. No shit, Sherlock, you fucking idiot. Do you think I'm going to come on a cricket broadcast and start yelling and screaming like I'm talking about Kirk Minahan? 
I mean, fucking hell. God. Well, I, 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 didn't he put out your cricket podcast early? Like er, when you came onto mm, the scene, he put yeah. that out there. And that yeah, was like, good yeah. So he did that too, to you as well. So I, it feels like he's kind of lurking around and always checking up on you. I mean, that's an uncomfortable feeling like, like you're a small child in his basement, honestly. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that was all the um, taking care of business TCB, 20 minutes of it to start the show. But what a start to the week. When there was no show Monday, I was actually worried. Like I was worried, is Kirk all right? Is Cullinane all right? Because I know he's got some issues in his family. And I was like, oh, my God, something's bad has happened to, to one of them because they said they'd be back. And then they come in and they explain what had happened. And I, I'm just so disappointed in especially Steve from Providence. The other two, I'm well aware of how dumb they can be. But the fact that Minna fans can't sort of understand where sort of lines are and where you can have fun and where you can't, but, you know, bringing some psycho into the world and getting him to say things about Kirk's family. I mean, how can you for one second think that's going to add to the content? Yeah, and you could definitely tell again that things were fed to him to have information on Kirk, whether that was, you know, I know Sneakers was upset because Kirk said things about Craig's kids. And so I don't know if that was like that hatred was there. And I know Sneakers was upset about Kirk talking about his kids. So I don't know if that was fed to to Tibbetts and then put it out there. But he's, you know, Tibbetts is talking about, Kirk's kids. And then he starts talking about Carabas. So there must've been more than just that one DM that they're claiming that was said that Kirk was just trying to take away his Instagram. There's no way they send one DM that says, Hey, Kirk Manahan's talking about you and he wants to take away your Instagram. It makes no sense. Now, now this guy, I don't know if you saw, but over the weekend, he was on a pretty serious bender. I mean, there, it looked to be a good amount of alcohol, good amount of cocaine. He had some ladies over at his house over the weekend. He's an interesting follow on Instagram. But nobody at any point wants to talk to him. I know Cullinane had said, I never want to bring him up on the show for that reason, because he is that crazy where he will come and find you and do something like he's just he's totally nuts. Uh, personality disorder, whatever it is, not somebody to be messed with. You know, even if you're hiring him for a cameo like they did the first time with the Corrado thing, that's at least safer because there's a script there. He's he's fulfilling the contract by saying the script. This was completely off the rails, went bad. And then when it went bad, those guys knew it went bad, but it was too late by then. And you can't claim innocence. They they had to have known this was coming. Nobody could have thought this was a good idea. And if you did think it was a good idea, you were trying to get something like this to happen because you want to get under Kirk's skin, who just came back from mental leave anyway. So it just doesn't – none of it adds up. None of it's a good thing. And it's hard to feel bad for people in that situation. You don't want anybody to get doxxed. You don't want these things to happen. But, I mean, this shit's going to happen. Like now on both sides, people are going to get doxxed and, and bad things are going to happen. It's going to escalate. And that's, that's what's going to happen when these things – when this goes down. I don't have any problems with Kirk doxing those motherfuckers. And yeah. I hope this is a, a moment where those motherfuckers just leave, like just fucking find the Minifan world exit and, and, and go through it and never come back. Because I know the problem is most of these guys probably have no friends, no social life, nothing to cling on to. So they go to work and all they've got is the hate that they can direct at the Kirk Minahan show and Kirk. But honestly, just leave, you know, 
it's too destructive. It's not fun. Um, you know, I like to cause trouble and have fun, but you know, when you start bringing in psychos to rant about other people's children, you've just lost all perspective, you know, sneakers, Manny, whatever, Dave, just fuck off. I mean, just go fuck off. Yeah. Like there's, there's a difference between busting balls. Like I like to like what Cullinane did on the show today where he was talking about, you know, the guy stuck his arm out the window and he was intimidated <laughs> by this bridge. That wasn't a bridge. <laughs> That's great to bust balls about that and talk shit and chirp about that. And Dave's going to have fun with that. Kirk's going to have fun with that. That's all good stuff. The family stuff, because they're not doing five shows a week, is banana land. I don't know why that even – it's just a podcast. It, I think it, Manny just made that up. He must have been floundering. Like He must have been flustered with Kirk calling him out. I don't know. Like The five days a week to the three days a week doesn't seem like a good enough excuse to have this much hate. And this hate has been building up. I think it's more about the walk. I I think, you know, I don't know if you noticed, but Steve from Providence did that walk to the VFW. He then had that little fluff piece on the news. And I think it kind of got to his head a little bit. And then he maybe expected more from Kirk, um, whether it be more praise or or more, more something from Kirk after that whole VFW walk. And when it didn't happen, I think Steve got the shits. Yeah. And they, then they, when they turn South, like usually, kind of like similar with dec when when kirk gets mad at you or things turn south then they just hate the show and that's just the way it's going to be and i guess this is what it leads to is then they're they're doing stuff with tibbets but i I just don't understand i mean for most of us for you and i we're vocal fans of the show we like to talk about it into a microphone and kirk says terrible things about us all the time but you laugh about it it's about the show and I don't, I don't understand how they take it to that level where they start caring about Kirk's kids or, or harassing Justin or whatever else. Like, I don't know why it takes it to that level at all. And the what aboutism to talk about, well, then Kirk said this about their family. I don't know that they understand what's magnified for a show and what's magnified for no, They don't understand because they're morons. They don't they're get fucking it. dummies. They're they don't fucking retards. Um, <laughs> now, um, the only good thing to come out of this, and, and I'm not one to be a real sort of anti-Carano guy, but the oh. fact that out of all this, Carano's taken a massive fall. Yes. He really erred trying to score points with this, and it, it rubbed Kirk up the wrong way. I, I kind of think Kirk's like slightly overreacting because I actually think what? Carano has a very small point about this, but I think he, he should have waited. He, his timing was exceptionally poor. This is what exactly, this is who Carano is. This is who I said he is from the beginning. Right again, read from the very beginning. Carano did this with sneakers from the first time. He made it about himself. He compared himself to Kirk when he's getting attacked by sneakers attacked in question in quotation marks because sneakers came after Kirk one time. And then remember Carano did that stupid show with DEC and talking about how he's going to protect him from enemies and all this mm. other bullshit. And then he comes out with that tweet to make it about himself, like Julie DeCaro herself. And he just sounds like an asshole and he's trying to dunk on somebody as somebody who, who loves to dunk on people when it's appropriate. It was such a reach and such a stupid fucking tweet. And if he would just shut his fucking mouth, Chris would have a better time online and people wouldn't go after him because his partner blocks everybody. And then he can't, they can't get their anger out to Karanos and then they come after Chris. If he would just shut his fucking mouth, things would go a lot better for him, 
for Chris, for Quantum Week, for everything, but he can't do that. He's an asshole. He's always been an asshole. This is who he is, Menor. So please, if you're going to defend him, I'd love to hear it. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm not defending him because that was awful timing. And I, 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 I but, but I just think, uh, you know, his overall point was that these guys are assholes, and he saw, said that last year. And I think he's right about that. But uh, yeah, I'm not going to defend Carano. He's taken a massive fall because you know Kirk. It sort of plays into his God complex. Like the last thing you want to do when Kirk's in something like this is try and insert yourself in it and, as you say, score points. And and now um, that that's a really dead relationship. That Like Kirk, I think Kirk's transferred some of his rage onto Carano now. And I don't anticipate this lasting very long either. So as much as I'm enjoying this and love this, I don't, I don't anticipate this Carano hate lasting. So I'm going to enjoy it while I can. Everybody else will. Um, but I think, I think Chris is much better off for it. And I love that he's taken this turn now and switched up his handle and gone with his, with his government name. So I'm, I'm excited about the change and what's going to happen for Chris. Now I think he's better off for it. Yeah. What do you think of his change from quantum week, week, Chris to Chris Clemmer? Um, see, I'm a, um, I'm a little bit of a, I'm a big bit of a Chris fan. So I think this is going to I'm I'm happy to join the fan club. I don't know what we're going to call ourselves. Um but Chris is my guy. I will always be a Chris fan. I'm excited to listen to this podcast and hear him talk about movies. So, I think this is perfect for him. I don't know how he's going to defend this because as Kirk said the timing is questionable at best as far as when he made this change online. Um and you could see these things happening with Quantum Week and him kind of drifting apart. You know, we talked about this last week where he was not actually promoting Quantum Week. He forgot to do that on the show. There's definitely trouble in paradise, and we could see this divorce happening right in front of our eyes. And you hate to see it. You really do. Well, you seem to, to you know, two men with egos uh, start to sprout um, wings and fly a little bit. You know, Carano's with Jerry and uh, uh, Chris and Kirk are together. And oh, I think as well the Clemmer thing. We're Clemmings. Of, we're Clemmings. We're Clemmings. We are yes, Clemmings. I think the, the Clemmer thing is to do with obviously what was said on the show, but also if you're Chris and you're on three podcasts, so you Kirk once a week, Quantum Week uh, twice a week, and his new show, you wouldn't brand yourself just one of them, would you? That's gotcha. bad branding. And you know me, I'm I'm really big on personal branding, and it's something, one of the reasons I sacked um, John earlier this episode, very bad for my brand, did you, brand did, destroyer. Did you so I think consult if, Chris on this? Because it feels like this was a, a consultation move on your part. I feel like I'm you, I feel like really disappointed. Like I don't get enough consultancy work in the Minifam world. <laughs> so Kirk, uh, Chris did not consult me on this. But I think it's sensible not to brand yourself for one show. Um, because, you know, say say this other show takes off. Why would they be like, oh, he's Quantum Week Chris? You know, just be weird. Yeah, he's bigger than the show. He's he's bigger mm. than Quantum Week. So don't don't let that define you. Matter of fact, I'm going to stop dead naming him. I don't want to call him Quantum Week, Chris. I want to take You're that right. out. It's, right. it's 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 unbecoming, really. I don't want to do that to him. So from I agree. now on, he is Chris. He's Chris for me. I'm a Clemming, a loyal Clemming. Oh, and I would I'm so bad. I feel bad. I said three shows. I forgot New Hampshire cast. Chris's New Hampshire oh. cast. Quantum Week Kirk, and my favorite is the NH cast. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I want okay. more of that. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. We're clammings. We're clamming heads. Clammings. Clammers. <laughs> um, 
okay, so that was the whole drama. I think we've said it all. You know, fuck those losers. Um, but then, um, what else from the latest show? Anything jump out to you? Uh, I love the last couple. Uh, the addition of John and what he's doing from the diner. Mm. Um, he was a rock star the first time. I thought he was even better this time. He seems like he's in on the joke. I hope that he continues to stay in on the joke. Stay off of Twitter, John. If you're listening, stay off Twitter. We don't want you to go negative as a Minna fan. So please, because he was tremendous today. Uh, Dave's story, again, about that gangster quotations that was following yes. him around was great. Um, I, it seems like he's really enjoying the show with Kirk, and Kirk is having his back and fighting against Carano and and Mike has been really good these last couple episodes and having Chris in tomorrow, I think is going to be, I mean, it's going to be an hour and a half of people either loving it or hating it. So, you know, we're three days a week back to back to back like this. Um, yeah. I'm, I am absolutely loving these shows. I think they're the best they've ever been again. So um, enjoyed John tremendously today and everything that was going on with Dave and um, you know, yesterday's drama too. all the inside yesterday's show is so great because it's totally inside. And I love all of that stuff and the current event stuff. I could really take it or leave it. I mean, I love that they talk about it cause it keeps me up to date on the news, but I'm all, I'm all the way inside on this stuff too. Yes. Oh my, I mean, you know me, I'm, I'm all about the Minifan stuff. Yes. That, that guy in the car, those mafia guys or whatever, uh, yeah. that Cullinane's afraid of, I was sort of speculating like who, who would hire like a hitman or mafia people or a PI to sit outside their studio? I mean, no. Well, I mean, but it, but it is Murchison, a, maybe. I mean, he honestly, Sneakers did sit out that outside that studio and was there for Justin, right? So I don't know if he's thinking he's walking down the street and somebody honks at him if he's going to look over and see Sneakers. Maybe he sees Sneakers coming around a corner. I don't know. But I could see that being a weird scenario. This could um, save Justin's career. I mean, Justin's best job was security. I mean, that's the best sort of use of his brain well, capacity. I think his best job was cleaning that bathroom. It's an immaculate bathroom job by him, cleaning the bathroom. Those but two, he, bathroom cleaner and security. And security, he does a great job. Seeing him at live shows, he's very attentive. He won't even take a bottle of water from you. He's so focused in, locked in on Kirk. So I think he does a great job. I'm glad to see him hopefully come back into Kirk's good graces because Kirk was pretty mad at him recently too. So any anytime you get Justin around, I'm happy. I think he's a great guy. I root for him. I don't know why those guys go after him. I think he's tremendous too. And, and getting those clips today of him on his show, uh, he's never sounded better. He's hilarious. Come on. I mean, listening to him play video games and talking like that with that music, <laughs> uh, you, it gets no better. I know you're not a huge Justin fan. You must have enjoyed that, Menners. It was okay. Yeah, I mean, that bit was funny. I haven't watched any of Justin's show or heard it. A couple of tweets coming in. So John's let the cat out of the bag. Killer Kowalski's not happy with me sacking him. I mean, all you GVE fuckers can get together for Christmas and suck each other off for all I care, you dickheads. Um, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> that was great. Sorry, and Danny and Bill Ricker, am I fired too? What happened? No, you're not fired, Danny, because you're not a fucking asshole like John. I mean, John's well, not an asshole. It's just John's not an asshole. I think you're, you you're and an John idiot. are going to get over this, and just yeah, but, like Kirk. And Kirk uh, it's not personal. Him. I like him, but I can't work with him. He can't produce my show and be that kind of spineless fucking cunt. Well, he's he tr he's a people pleaser, and when you try to please everyone, you please you please no nobody. Yeah, exactly. That's, and that's John. I I love him, but that's just the way he is. The rat from Scranton. Um, okay, I don't know if you've noticed, but I picked this. 
Kirk, boy, has he got a grudge against Michael Imperioli now. He mentions it just about every chance he gets. And as I've said many times, I do not think Imperioli was a big asshole. I think Kirk had a bad day. He asked a couple of pretty bad questions by Kirk standard, which is fine. We've all, well, I've done it for sure. Um, so I think Kirk just has to wear that. Like if someone sit, asked Kirk on their show and said, Kirk, do you find it hard podcasting? He'd probably giggle as well because it's a dumb question. Yeah, it wasn't Kirk's best day. I agree. I think you're you're spot on with this take. Uh, I think it was not, I don't want to say it's a bad question, but it's a question that is going to, could get a bad response and you just got to deal with it. And it's clearly like, you know what he is. He's already presented himself. He is definitely a, an acting hardo. Um, he takes himself very seriously. So you're going to get a response from a guy like that. That's just the way that it is. But I do. I love a grudge. I love a good grudge. I love the hate. And I know Kirk's going to pretend like he doesn't like Sopranos and he doesn't, but he does. He loves Sopranos. Uh, but I think that's an interesting, I would love to get them back on microphone together. Cause I think that would be a fascinating listen. I'm curious to see if Imperioli even remembers this because I'm sure that he does it, but Kirk will no. never forget it. Yeah, I wonder if they could hash it out one day. That would be funny. Um, oh. I, 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 yeah, I, I get where Kirk's coming from. Sometimes meeting your heroes can be disappointing, but I, I think in in this case it was more to do about Kirk. A few other things. So I, I put out a tweet that, you know, there's no system to measure Eric and Nadini's claim that the case was the, the seventh most successful new podcast this year. Mm. And I, I saw that. Um, what they've done is they've registered for a, a service called PodTrack that's an opt-in service that measures um, podcast analytics. And so, look, the case did exceptionally well. It wasn't the seventh best newest podcast because you can't measure that. But on, if it's seventh on PodTrack, it's still done very well. So I just want to clarify, I put out a tweet, the case did exceptionally well, probably wasn't the seventh. Um, but it, it was a, a big hit. And, you know, if they do a better job producing this season, it's going to go even better. Well, I mean, and they will, right? Because you've got Dave Cullinan, you've got Harrison there, and Kirk mm. is fully – there's no confusion about whose show it is. It's Kirk 100%. There's no I want to be a partner bullshit, no drama, no Steve thinking that I can put a microphone in the wind and think that's going to sound good. None of that bullshit. So it's going to be a better podcast, guaranteed. You know why? Because Dave Cullinane is involved, Harrison is there, and Kirk is still there. So it's going to be a great podcast. I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait. Uh, what else? Um, oh, uh, Mike made an offhand comment that Paul McCartney still has it, and I just want to confirm that. I saw him in concert the year before last, and Paul McCartney was exceptional. Like He, he still had the energy, the voice. So, yes, you you spot on, Blind Mike. McCartney still has it. I know you haven't seen him in concert, Mike, but can confirm. Can you imagine going to 10 Springsteen concerts? 10. Like, what do you – where? I just I've seen you two. I've seen you two maybe 12 times, but not like 10 times. Like, not like Kirk has seen Bruce 60 times. Would you go another five times to see YouTube? I just don't know. Or Probably YouTube, not. like, I don't like, no. I just don't know. Like, I've seen Springsteen once and I loved it, but I can't imagine his next tour coming out and seeing 10 of those things. Think about how many liberal ass rants you got to sit through and how many <laughs> fake southern accents you got to go through with Bruce <laughs> now at this point. I mean, he's 
don't get me wrong, he's he's phenomenal. But I mean, ten going to ten more of those things drive me fucking up a wall, man. That's that's like forty hours of your life standing there for a guy who hates standing around people. I just don't understand that move at all. But hey, it's not for me. It is what it is. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it's got something to do with his obsessive personality, Red. Um, yeah, that's probably true. That's <laughs> uh, probably true. I got to respect it. I respect the fact that he, he loves Bruce, although he's not my favorite. He's can't argue he's a great artist. Um, I, I did enjoy the fact that Kirk teased us all with calls because they haven't taken calls for weeks. He, the, all the phone lines were banked up in the show. And then he goes, Oh, don't worry about it, Dave. I, I love that. I, I listen, I'm kind of like 50 50 on whether they should take calls or not. I really don't want them to take calls because I don't want Ziggy to have the chance to call in and give his takes because I feel like if he's going to give takes, he better do his show, right? So I, I'm looking forward to them not taking calls. And it can be turned it can turn into such a shit show when the calls. It's, it's really – but they do make them great too when they shit on those callers. So I don't know. I can go either way on this. It's hit on this, yeah. yeah. I've, loved Tim, I've loved Tim and Canton's call-in shows. I don't know if you've listened to them. Have you listened yes. to – so what is and you you appeared a couple of times with some great calls. You are one of the best KMS callers, no I, doubt. I, uh, you know, I listen. I do love to call. It's not fun to call. You can't hear. There is the little bit of a delay. There is a certain skill that goes along with it. The best caller for me is still the Sopranos caller, absolutely one hundred percent. But now he can't call right because Kirk doesn't like Sopranos, or maybe he can call and that would be interesting too. Um, that would be pretty good. So I'd actually look forward to that. I might be talking myself into liking these callers, matters. I think I'm on them to make calls now. This the is- Sopranos guy could just come on and do really dumb things that Christopher Moltisanti says to further yeah. underline Kirk's point that he's the dummy. The character. that's a great point. That's a great point. Then Kirk Kirk could go at him, and he could be talking like, "Yeah, I think that could be good." Yeah, I'm I'm in on the callers now. Just don't let. So I, I, I want to give Timmy Canton a massive rap for what he's done. So, for those who haven't listened, he, you know, he's going month by month, and he's basically getting all the calls, and he's putting them together as a show. But he's cutting out all the calls that are like boring ones, like golf tips and book tips and movie tips. So he's cutting out all those sort of shitty calls, which are fine. And he's, you know, cutting out any long discussions between the calls. So you're just sort of getting the, 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 the highlights of the calls. And, you know, January was exceptional. The, the, one of the first callers on the January episode was really good. Australian guy. Um, February was excellent. And Tim would be spending hours on this. Now, now red, I know you mm. don't like me criticizing Dave, no. When has this been promoted on the main show? And Tim's not complaining. I'm complaining for Tim. When has this been promoted? Now, if I had someone spending hours putting together highlights of my cricket podcast, I would say, hey, guys, fucking check out this guy. Uh, Tim is doing a great job. Have a listen. That's that's not a bad point. I think the show's direction and what they're doing now is let's not swing at the pitches of any kind of fan content let's you know kirk is staying off of twitter as well i think there's a separation that's really maybe better for kirk in the long run to keep that separation so my guess is manners is that they're really trying to avoid those situations unless kirk brings it up so i think dave is being very hesitant i mean it and Take this. That's as a criticism. bullshit excuse. Dave well, could on, still on. say, still could, could say, on our network we have some great call-in he shows. He could, but but 
he is not going to be the first one to say that. He's going to have Kirk bring that no. up because Kirk's he's never going to say it. Kirk, did you hear how hesitant Dave was to even call Carano an asshole on the show, even though he had done it the day before Kirk was bringing it up on the show? He was even then hesitant to do it. Dave treads very carefully, as a good producer does, treads very carefully, and he wants to make sure everything is all right with Kirk. And if Kirk wants to bring up something from fan content on the outside, which is why Kirk brought up Ziggy, myself, and VD, and should have brought up Sheldon, Kirk does these things where he's going to bring these people up, and Dave is fine with that. But Dave is not going to go out of his way to bring that up and lob that pitch in there. He's not going to do it. And I appreciate that. That's job security too, my friend. Dave's no dummy. So Dave's on a heater. I told Dave was – I told Dave – Personally, he's on a heater. He continues to be on a heater, doing a great job. If he has a great show tomorrow with Chris, he is the best producer of any podcast, anywhere, anytime, at Barstool. Mark it down. Guaranteed. You're now you're not even paying attention to me. You're no, like, I'm just gonna, I was actually shit. looking on the KMS um, Twitter to see if they promoted Tim's show, but I can't see anything. I it just will. think that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I mean, you normally say really smart things. Thank you. This is not engaging in Minifan uh, drama. All it would be saying is, hey, he's one of our favorite Minifans who has that's never true. done anything wrong to Kirk. Tim does ever. it right. You're right. He does you're it right. right. He's yeah. he's got a he's basically got a perfect record, Tim. When you think about it, like He's a perfect record, and yet yep. uh, they couldn't promote the show. And I know it doesn't matter to Tim because Tim's really nice, and that's why he's not sitting here now bitching about it. But um, I just want it to be noted. Like, people think I'm just whinging about Dave because I want his job. Well, A, I do want his job, and B, um, I am whinging because I think that's another oversight, another Dave Cullinane misstep because he's too busy fucking looking at who's in the car out the front. And, you know, he's like a dog, isn't he? He just chases the first thing in front of him. Hey, listen, he's there for Jennifer Garner. He stood up for her. Okay. He was spot on about the best boy band of all time. That is definitely in sync. The man is locked in on a lot of things, but his brain gets clouded with reality TV and hockey. And sometimes he misses on some things. And, Okay, I'll give you this. He misses on everything that Mina fans do. No, 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 you're wrong on that. He missed on this, but I really do think the show going forward is kind trying to stay away from us, the Mina fans, a little bit, not making us a fourth part of the show. And I think probably Kirk not being on Twitter also helps that. So I'm guessing that's what they've been doing going forward, but I agree with you. Tim's been doing it great. I wish Steve from Providence would follow Tim's lead because I think Tim is doing a great job. He's a great Mina fan. He's a great person. He's logging a lot of hours. He's also a crazy person. I don't know how he's doing that. But you know what? Dave should probably bring that up. You're right. You're right. Okay. Thank you. I'm right. Okay. There you go. All righty. Now, Red, we've been putting this off for weeks, but I really want to talk James Bond and No Time to Die. So anything else you want to add on to our Minifan discussion before uh, we, we move to the new, like, Bond cast, the men as Bond cast? Well, I would like to get Chris on here to talk about this with us. So I, hopefully no, we get some Bond talk with him at some point. But Bond um, would be too way too lowbrow for Chris. He would true. judge it. He'd be like, oh, the scripts aren't good. And, oh, it's just an action movie. That's what I like about him, too, is that he's got these hot takes. He doesn't like any of these I, this IP stuff, this established IP. He doesn't like Bond. He doesn't like Marvel. Uh, but right, I'm still well, a Clemming. I'm still a Clemming. Well, I'm a Clemming, too. But let's get okay. into James Bond. No yes. time to die. So um, for all the Bond fans listening, I want to paint some 
paint a picture of the context. Um, I, I grew in, growing up massive Bond fan to the point where like I would you know buy books and you know just the cars and all the gadgets. It was just captivating. You know Roger Moore into Timothy Dalton, bit of Pierce Brosnan. Then you know you grow up and I always would go to the Bond movies. But this the last year I've been they were all popped up on a streaming service here. So I watched all the Bonds beginning to end and I binged a few podcasts that were going through each movie in fine detail. So I'm a real Bond fan. So there was a lot riding on No Time to Die. And look, this is a spoiler review. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want spoilers, stop listening. Give me your thoughts about No Time to Die. How much of a Bond fan are you? Yeah, and what did you think of the film? I, I'm a massive Bond fan in that, um, you know, my dad grew up, I grew up watching my dad watching the movies and really fell in love with the movies because of that and fell in love with just the structure of it, you know, when it comes to the music and just everything, it, it hits all the right notes, right? I love, I've loved just about every Bond movie that I've seen. Um, I especially love the Daniel Craig movies. Um, I think he's done a tremendous job each time the action gets ramped up um and i felt like this movie hit all the right notes for me you know when kirk was was talking about it on the show and he was talking about how long it was i don't know how it felt for you but for me it didn't feel like a long movie um it didn't feel like whatever the two hours and 40 minutes playtime it felt like a two-hour movie um the action was perfect the music was perfect the ending was perfect i loved every part about it i thought it was the perfect bond movie Wow, that think? is a glowing review. Absolutely. Well, I, I didn't think it was the perfect Bond film. I, I thought it was very enjoyable. I, I came out of it. Uh, the first, I've seen it twice. The first time I came out, I was shocked that Bond died at the end. Like really? You were, you were shocked, shocked because I was, I was laughing at a guy who was in the theater. I was laughing with my wife. I do have a wife. I was laughing with her afterwards Fiction. because yeah, – because, he was shocked. He was sitting there. I can't believe Bond died. You saying it out loud. I was thinking, it's the last one, and they almost had him die end out previously in the in the other movies. Like you felt like Spectre, he was going to die there. Yeah, but like, he never I mean? dies, Red. He never dies. That's the whole well, thing. You go into a Bond film to come out with a happy ending. It's always Bond survives. And I was walking out of the cinema, and I was down. I mean, I was probably in like a a depressed like some depressive uh, episode and my wife starts talking to me about like, going to the supermarket the next day and I turned to her and I said James Bond just died like <laughs> come on but he's like his bond was the perfect one to die he was like the anti-bond he was like uh so much more violent and so much more you know you rooted for him but he was also an asshole like he was he was so dark and twit like his family you just got everything behind the scenes of his upbringing he was still a great bond he was still working as a good guy but he was not quite all the way clean good guy i felt like he was the perfect one for that role to die so i wasn't shocked by it at all i thought it was the perfect ending for it i wish um you know like with the dark knight series i wish they had batman die in that and not have him survive at the end because i felt like that's the way it should happen for that hero who's got such a dark twisted background with their family they're better off going out guns blazing ready to go so i felt like that was everything you needed from that and it was like it was depressing because he couldn't be with his daughter and he finally had a family, but you wasn't going to get it. I was like, this is perfect. This is exactly what we need from this 
bombs away. Let's go. Let's just blast this motherfucker away. It was great. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I'm I'm theoretically opposed to him dying because I think it it goes out of the sort of uh, franchise formula, and then I think it comes across. And, and so, you know, deep diving into all these podcasts, you know, what I've mm. uncovered is that apparently to convince Daniel Craig to do this last movie, he had to have a big influence on the script. And there is a rumor that he really pushed for the death because that would mean they could never bring him back. It would mean no one could ever ask him, are you going to come back? So no. I sort of think that's a bit of a, a selfish move. Like I think had he been on a dinghy sort of riding off to see his daughter and wife and that was the last scene, that would have been fine too. I walk out happy, Bond doesn't die, but we kind of get it all. I just And I, I didn't like that whole um nanobot kind of drug thing i think they kind of lost plot there so overall movie sort of broad strokes i actually really liked the movie i thought it was really fun until it got to the island and that's when i think it kind of sort of loses its way the plot gets a bit convoluted uh the saffron duels are a bit weird um so and then he just gives the kid back it like saffron just gives has the kid and then just lets it go for some reason so i kind of think up until the island it's a a really good film and then it's just okay yeah and that, that's the interesting thing too as much as i love the movie and love the ending i couldn't tell you exactly what the plot is as i'm st- as i'm sitting here talking about mm. it you know so it's like it wasn't one that stood out to me as others have um you know i felt like specter was a true uh, you know a, probably a much better bond movie um, but this one just gave me, I mean, these action scenes, that first action scene to open the movie. Absolutely. Uh, when he had come up to the window with the mask. Incredible. Like a horror movie. Like it was absolutely terrifying. It, and, and the Billie Eilish, again, the Billie Eilish song I thought was perfect. And the pre, um, the pre scene where he goes to the, the grave of Vesper and it blows up and that yep. whole chase. And then, I mean, there's some extraordinary good stuff in there, especially they get to the forest as well. I mean. Yeah, you, full of you have stuff. Those, yeah, and you have those through lines of previous movies too, which I haven't felt from you know like a Pierce Brosnan series of of James Bond. So like it, it just it was different enough. It was action, so much more action than other Bond movies for me because it was so different. I felt like the different ending was great, and you could tell Daniel Craig was probably pretty frustrated with the movie previous movies. It felt like he was doing one too many. And this one, he was like, you know what? We're going out. We're doing it my way. And I was, I love that, man. I thought mm. that was a great way to do it. I think, I think he's a tremendous actor. Um, you know, and, and the action scenes again, are just incredible. Uh, can't recommend that movie enough. So people, when you guys look at the runtime, don't worry about the runtime. If you are anywhere, anywhere near bond fan, you'll love it. If you're an action movie fan, you'll love it. Um, it was great. Yeah, um, I always think you should like same. And I sort of apply this to Marvel movies and Bond. You, you shouldn't yep. ever think about them too much plot wise because they're, yep. they're dumb films. They're just you know that's why Chris and Carano wouldn't um, review them because they're not wanky enough for them. So, but so overall, I agree with you. I thought it was a really fun film. As I said, the first time I, I left, I was shocked, and I actually there was two days where I was just unsettled as a person couldn't sleep and it was all bond related so i literally two days later took myself to the movie again because i had to digest it one more time knowing he was going to die kind of just make peace with what they'd done with the character and 
It's a fun film. I've got to say, that scene where they go to Cuba with the girl Paloma, I don't know the actress's name, but she mm. is smoking hot. That, Ooh. to me, is everything that Bond should be. Fun, yes. sexy, action. That was such a great moment in the film, that Cuba scene. Oh, and the fact that they were able to put this on where they were talking about, you know, as everything's going on with COVID, right? And it feels like they were able to have a plot line with this uh, warfare. You know, again, I'm, I'm struggling with the plot line, but the fact that it felt like it was a COVID pandemic situation in this movie and they had made it, what, in 2019 or whatever it was. So the fact that they were able to do that was like, it felt like it was ahead of its time too. Um yeah, I can't. I can't say enough good things about that movie. Uh, it was mm. the, the ladies are amazing. Uh, Daniel Craig is is sexy as shit. His his oh my god, he is a beautiful, handsome man too. God, got me feeling like I'm looking at menors when I'm looking at that guy. <laughs> Whew. I, I agree with you um, about them being very timely, and I imagine that's why it was released late because. You know, you couldn't release No Time to Die in England when thousands of people were dying every day of COVID. Right. You just couldn't have. So they had to wait until we're sort of through the worst of it to release it. Um, yeah, think about the movie title alone. I mean, you mm. just can't. Yeah, you can't do that. So, look, I listen to this podcast. It's called License to Podcast, and it's two Aussie guys reviewing every Bond film, and they rate every movie out of seven. So you think about what you're going to give No Time to Die out of seven. Um I'm giving it four and a half out of seven. Um, I really enjoyed it, but just just the ending, that last bit, as I said, four and a half is above average. It's still a really good Bond film, but I still like Casino Royale better. I still like Skyfall better. Um, so it, it's a good film. It's a solid outing. Yeah, I think I think Skyfall is probably my favorite, right? If I was going to do Skyfall a seven, definitely for sure. This, I would put it there. Uh, I'm going to say five and a half, maybe six. I don't want to go Good six. Mark, yep. I feel like that's a rookie score, but I might go six there um, because, again, it gave me that ending. And at the end of the Bond movie, I was, you know, welling up. I had some tears, Matters. I don't know about you. I got emotional. So um, it, you know, tugged at my heartstrings too. So I, I think I'll probably give it a six. Well, love it. Thank you for giving me your mark. I put you on the spot. Oh. And we finally got to review No Time Today. I actually ordered the Blu-ray box set of Bond and I've just been watching odd ones. So I watched the two Timothy Dalton ones last week. They are fucking great. Living Daylights and License to Kill. He is a really good Bond. I, it's it's the, the best thing is Christmas time and you go on, you know, basic cable and they've always got Bond movies, that marathon running. It's my favorite time of year just for that, just for the Bond movies alone. So. Good one. My my next one's Live and Let Die. I've got that line lined up with the crocodiles with Roger Moore, one of my favorites. Did you ever play the uh, video game Goldeneye? Did you, Absolutely. I mean, and that's actually uh, uh, amazing how good that game was. And everyone talks about that movie and that game. It was really the rebirth of Bond. And that's where, you know, where I got hooked on Bond was that game, you know. So that's what, like, so people of my generation, that's that's really where our love for Bond came from right there was that video game, which it was an okay movie. Like, looking back at it, I enjoyed the video game more than I actually enjoy the movie when I, when I rewatch it. So uh, yeah. I actually rewatched it a couple of weeks ago, and it stands up pretty well. It's actually a really fun Bond film. Again, if you don't think about it too much and enjoy, just enjoy it, it's really fun. Yeah, that's true. And, and you, you know, Pierce Brosnan, the, I didn't know him as an actor until I saw him in Mrs. Doubtfire, right? So I'm thinking, what, mm -hmm. what, what is this dude from Mrs. Doubtfire doing in a Bond movie? And, you know, he was, he surprised me. It was good. It was good.
All righty. Well, that's it, Red. We've sp- sp- spoken for almost an hour. A lot of taking care of business, a lot of bond stuff. Uh, thanks for everybody for listening. Um, welcome, Red, as my new co-host. That's come from Warden of the North Creative Director and myself. Um, I'm looking for a new producer for Men is Live, so please send in any applications to my Twitter account. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.